What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, August 7, 2023. Ray McGovern joins us. Our apologies for the gremlins that were involved in delaying this show. I don't know, Ray. Do you think maybe it was your ex-buddies at the CIA just don't want you and me talking and all of our wonderful listeners listening? Nothing can be excluded, but I try not to be uh, uh, too worried about those kinds of things, Judge. Okay. Well, I'm glad uh, you're here. We're here, and the listeners uh, are here. Uh, what do you make of this uh, announcement President Zelensky's people made this morning that they uncovered a plot to assassinate him? The plotter was a Ukrainian woman who somehow had access to uh, President Zelensky's whereabouts, and somehow she was uh, flipped, if you will by the FSB. So one, is this credible? Two, does the Russian FSB successfully flip Ukrainians to spy for it? Uh, the answer to both of those is yes and yes. It's really hard to, to figure out whether there's real reality to it, but uh, yeah, it would not surprise me in the least that there were these kinds of plots. I don't think that Zelensky is long for this world I don't really think that the Russians would do him in. They don't need to. There's lots of people in the West who would like to proceed to a, a different well, ruler. President Putin, as you and I know, because we've uh, discussed this, has said many times to uh, world leaders with whom he communicates that he will not, I'll use your phrase, do Zelensky in. Why are you of the belief that he is not long for the world? Well, the counteroffensive has petered out. People in Washington, sooner or later, partly because of the non-results of this uh, soiree in Saudi Arabia over the weekend, will have to come to their senses and realize that this is not what the New York Times calls a ideological struggle to the end. It's a great power struggle, and it's two against one witnessed the fact that 14 Chinese Russian naval ships came real, real close to Alaska just two days ago. Okay, I want this, to talk to you about Alaska in a minute, but before mm -hmm. that, what happened or didn't happen or who was there at the, I'll use the McGovern-esque phrase, soiree in Saudi Arabia this weekend? <laughs> was President Zelensky in Saudi Arabia? 
Yeah, uh, as far as I know, and uh, as we as we know, it was uh, the Chinese that showed up as a sort of a surprise guest. Uh, a lot of people making a big thing out of that, uh, suggesting there's a rift between China and Russia. It's just the opposite. The Chinese talked to the Russians about this, and the Russians, yeah, yeah, go see what they have to say. It was a non-event, and the fact that Jake Sullivan was there is just another indication that they don't get it. They're not going to rally the world around Zelensky. His terms for negotiations are laughable, and uh, the whole thing just petered out. So the next question would be, are they going to recognize the realities on the ground in Ukraine and on the sea near Alaska now? And God knows how close those submarines are to the Atlantic coast. Are they going to recognize that reality? Or they still will live in this imaginary world where, as the, new, as the uh, Washington Post assures us, this is an ideological struggle to the end. Ideology, <laughs> ideology doesn't have anything to do with it unless you're mean by ideology, megalomania, and the notion that we still rule the world. Did I um, understand you to say that the Chinese were or were not present at this gathering in Saudi Arabia? They were there, as far as I know. Well, isn't, uh, isn't China backing Russia, not only publicly and politically, but militarily with uh, equipment and ammunition? Well, uh, they're backing them with political support and these joint maneuvers. Uh, they haven't, the Russians haven't needed Chinese ammunition just yet, but they'll get it if they need it. The problem is, uh, Judge, that uh, Russia and China are now joined at the hip. These guys went behind the ears advising Biden, don't get that. They didn't get it back in June of two years ago when they told Biden to tell Putin, oh, well, you know, you got this problem where China is squeezing you and they're going to, we know you got this problem. So it, it's not a problem. It's an asset. And the sooner they get this into their head, the better. And what happened off the coast uh, of Alaska? I've heard a very uh, bitter, almost terrified Senator Dan Sullivan, uh, one, of the, one of the U.S. senators from Alaska, on the news this morning, complaining that Russian ships and uh, Chinese ships were there en masse. If true, why? That's right. Now, uh, it's a two-front situation, Okay. What the people in Washington don't seem to know is that uh, the Chinese feel equally threatened as the Russians do in Ukraine. Uh, China is our enemy number one. It's in our in our strategic documents. You know, we're going to finish off Russia and then we go to China. Now, we have just agreed to give China uh, more armaments in the billions of dollars. Not China, but Taiwan. Uh, uh, out of our directly from our stocks, you know, they don't even go through the process of the arms dealers selling directly from our stocks, just like we've done for Ukraine. We're running out of all those things. Nobody seems to recognize that. But Taiwan is seen by China as a real problem now, as a problem that's getting worse. Now, China's not going to do anything with respect to Taiwan unless they feel really threatened. What they're trying to do is send these ships together with. Well, there were 14 altogether, Russian and Chinese, in the Aleutian Islands. So they should say, look, you guys, we've got the capability to really inflict some harm for you, you know? 
And uh, if you don't wise up and come to reasonable terms, well, um, it's going to come to what the Chinese used to call a no good end. What is the uh, appropriate and reasonable American response to 14, I guess it's about seven and seven or six and eight Chinese and Russian warships off the coast of uh, Alaska? And were they, I'm assuming the answer to this is yes, or we would have heard from Washington, were they in international waters only? Yes, they were in international waters. Well, the the inappropriate response is shock. (laughs) You know, we do this all the time. I mean, we sail through the Taiwan Straits. Uh, we uh, We have the ability and duty, mind you, to do this vis-a-vis China, whereas as uh, as one of the national security advisors recently said, we're watching China and Russia with respect to inroads in Latin America. This is our preserve, our hemisphere, in quotes. <laughs> what right, about so the Eastern think, Hemisphere? Think out, think out loud for me as if you were President Putin and President Xi together, you don't have to imitate their voices, even though you're very good at it. (laughs) What is their goal? What message do they want to send to old Joe Biden by having all these ships off the coast of Alaska? They want to say, Joe, two can play this game. It's getting pretty, pretty volatile. Okay, please. You were advised wrongly in June of 2021 that China and Russia are at loggerheads. That was true four decades ago, Joe. Now we're together. We're allied. If you do something really strange vis-a-vis Ukraine, you can expect a lot of trouble in our hemisphere, the Far East. We're going to take a a break for a a commercial uh, announcement. Uh, when when we get back, I'm going to ask Ray McGovern, is NATO ready to throw Ukraine under the bus right after this? CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, everyone. Judge Napolitano here, and the verdict is in. Everywhere I go... People are complaining how expensive things are and how their stomachs turn every time they get their IRA statement. Listen, many experts are predicting a recession. When, how, where, how bad, who knows? But why wait and see? Do what I did and learn how adding gold to your portfolio can help. Now, you all know that I am a paid spokesperson for Lear Capital, but I believe in Lear Capital. I trust them. 
and I value their products. Lear Capital is the company that I trust for buying my gold. Lear Capital has over 25 years experience and thousands of five-star reviews and a 24-hour risk-free purchase guarantee. Call my friends at Lear today and start protecting your retirement with gold. Here's the number. You see it on the screen. 800-511-4620. 800-511-4620. Or use the internet as I do, learjudgenap.com and get your free gold investment guide and learn how to take control of your financial future. Now, listen to this. My friends at Lear are offering to Judging Freedom customers only a $15,000 bonus in gold. Call today and see if you qualify for it. 800-511-4620 or Judge Knapp, excuse me, Lear, JudgeKnapp.com. Ray, so um, we're going to play a, a clip from President Zelensky. Uh, there is an English translation. It's a bizarre translation. It almost sounds like it might be a computer, uh, but you'll be able to understand it. But he uses a very, very bizarre phrase in there that I've never heard him use, given the American understanding of the absence of any uh, air defenses, material, significant air defenses in Ukraine, uses the phrase sky shield more than once. Take a listen. In this week alone, Russian terrorists have already used 65 different missiles and 178 attack drones against us, included 87 Shahids. We managed to shut down a significant number of them. We will do our best to make the Ukrainian sky shield only stronger. Here in our skies, we can prove that terror is losing. Altogether, we can prove it, all partners. The responsible position of each partner in supplying air defense systems and missiles to them is very important. Complete protection against terror is needed here. Ukraine can win this battle and our sky shield will eventually guarantee security for the whole of Europe. We are equally eager to see F-16 jets in action in Ukrainian skies as soon as possible. What sky shield? What is he talking about? Maybe they have new umbrellas or so. I don't know, <laughs> Judge. There is, a, there is no sky shield. The Patriot uh, missiles heavily advertised were zapped by the Russians as soon as they shot off about 30 of them in two minutes, okay? Uh, there is no sky shield. And as you rightly point out, that's the key here. You can't have an offensive without air cover, for God's sake. So right. I don't know. It's delusional. And, and that's the right word for the for the lot of them, including maybe the New this York gets back to Maybe this gets back to where we started our conversation a few minutes ago, Ray. Maybe he is so... Uh, desperate for uh, approval from the Ukrainian people that he's willing to lie and deceive them by telling them there is uh, a sky shield, whereas all uh, knowledgeable military and intelligence people, uh, among whom are folks like you, know that such a sky shield doesn't exist. I mean, if he's going to give the false sense of security and then Russian bombers can come in there with impunity. What is that going to do to his longevity in office? Well, Judge, uh, let's remember that hundreds, hundreds of Ukrainian service people are being killed every day. Okay. So what's Zelensky doing? 
He's making stuff up still, okay? He's trying to give the illusion that they have some way to counter this stuff. It's just a matter of time before that becomes uh, so delusional that people in the military of Ukraine will displace or remove Zelensky and, and send him to his nice villa in Italy where he can spend the rest of his days living high on the hog. Um, do you think NATO is uh, impatient with, with the war at this point? And does Zelensky run the risk of being thrown under the bus, so to speak, by uh, his NATO masters? Well, let's say U.S. NATO is not worth anything. It's the U.S. that's driving this. Um, you know, it, it's really it's problematical here. Uh, Biden is himself delusional. Uh, he tells us that Russia has already lost the war. So what's he going to do? It all depends on how his political people advise him what to do before the election coming up in a year and some months. Okay. It's really, really very, very volatile because uh, I don't know if Putin's going to give him that time. I see Putin this time as succumbing to some pressures from the likes of Prigozhin. Look, you got them on the run. Go all the way to the Dnieper and say, okay, will you negotiate now? We need a cordon sanitaire along the Dnieper. That's the best you're going to get. Is it going to do that? Or is it going to keep attriting? Attrition is the word, right? You attrit, you attrit, you attrit. I think it's in Putin's nature to attrit, attrit, attrit. But I don't know if he'll do that this time. I think he'll have free reign to go to the Dnieper and may, may become even more popular in Russia if he does so. All right. Translate the phrase that you use. We we need a what along the Dnieper River? Uh, a cordon sanitaire. It's a, a, a sanitary cordon, so to speak. A DMZ, as we would say in Vietnam. It's got to be wide enough to prevent Western artillery from reaching what is now part of Russia, according to the Russian Constitution. Give me your thoughts on um, uh, Ukraine using drones as pinpricks. I mean, the last series of drones attacked a bank in the financial um, uh, sector uh, of Moscow. It was the 20th floor of the bank, and it was at four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning. What does that accomplish? Is there, are these Hail Mary passes, or is there some uh, military or, or political domestic political significance to the use of drones in this manner? Uh, Judge Pinprick is the right word for this. It's a mark of desperation on Zelensky's part. He's got to show that he can do something. And whether that drone was targeted against that uh, fourth floor of the financial district, and I, I don't know, it may be that it was just uh, manipulated by uh, electronic uh, countermeasures, and, or maybe even shot down and, and landed there. So these are pinpricks. They mean nothing except uh, except the people in 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 Russia. Yeah, it, it increases the pressure on Putin to a degree to move a little bit more faster and a little bit more strongly. Does uh, Ukraine have uh, a statistically significant domestic defense industry? Or is no. Ukraine reliant <laughs> entirely or oh, nearly entirely on the West, which means mainly the U.S.? Uh, the latter. 
uh, entirely on the US. And as you know, they're using cluster munitions now because they ran out of the normal uh, ammunition uh, for 155 millimeter howitzers and other weaponry. I mean, hello, uh, here's the president saying to Secretary of Defense Austin, okay, let's give them what we got. And Austin says, well, they're out of it and, and we're real low and we're giving stuff to Taiwan as well. Uh, we, don't, we don't have the capability to tool up for maybe two or three years. It's really horrendous. A lack of planning here. It's a shock. It's a slander. <laughs> it's a scandal. I mean, <laughs> uh, how uh, how have the uh, sanctions that Joe Biden imposed on all things uh, Putin, all things oligarch, all things that the feds could get their hands on Russian failed? The short answer, Judge, is that uh, Secretary Yellen and all the economic advisors of of Biden are just as stupid as his political advisors. The Russian economy is booming. Their, their inflow, the, the budget is growing. The oil sanctions, so to speak, as everyone who knows anything about this thing, backfired, okay? All, all it's done is remove the oil from being sold to the West, move to the, to the East, and the oil sales are actually increasing. So the budget, in other words, contrasted with our budget and our deficit, the Russians have big budget and virtually no deficit. Can you got that? No deficit. It's amazing. How do you see this uh, playing out? It's now the second week uh, in August. Uh, the war has been going on for 18 months. The spring offensive failed. The summer offensive failed. Zelensky is lying to his own people. The American stockpiles uh, of uh, artillery ammunition are dangerously low. We can't give what we don't have. How much longer can this go on, Ray McGovern? Well, uh, the Ukrainians uh, still have some reserves, okay? Putin himself has said that. Don't be too hopeful. They still have a lot of men that, that can get killed by us. My prediction is simply that this will go on for several weeks, okay? There will be more and more Ukrainians, hundreds of them, hundreds of them killed every day. And then Biden will have to decide, well, what's best for my reelection prospects? Uh, how, can I, how can I get Zelensky the hell out of there? How can I make this appear to be a, 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 a US or a Western win? And that's where Poland comes in. My God, if Poland goes into Western Ukraine, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's likely that they will. And then there can be a claim that, well, the Western really won. We held the Russians off. We still have this part of Ukraine. God help us if they decide to do that. Is Poland still um, uh, trigger happy? Does Poland still have 90,000 troops at the border and they can't wait to uh, jump over it? Well, yeah. Uh, and the question is... Uh, and, and before you I answer, isn't... Aren't there 40,000 American troops with those Poles at the Polish-Ukraine border? Isn't the 101st Airborne there? Yeah, and the 82nd is in Romania. So I don't expect the 82nd or, or the 101st to go into, into Ukraine. But, you know, the logistical support, if the Poles want to do that, is there. The question is, will this be war with NATO? 
well, let's trigger the Article 5, which which sort of commits each country to turn the others if, if they get involved in a war. So they're playing with fire here. Uh, the election is the, the loose cannon here, is the, the element that will determine everything. Putin himself has in the past said, U.S. military and foreign policy is determined first and foremost by domestic political considerations. That is very volatile. That is something that he and his generals have to put in the calculus and be ready at a hair trigger's notice. Well, domestically, things don't look too rosy for Joe Biden right now. Ray McGovern, always a pleasure, my dear friend. Sorry for those you, gremlins uh, that delayed our show, but you, you have produced a massive uh, audience because McGovern is worth waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. More as we get it. Larry Johnson in the next half hour right here on Judging Freedom.